time to get spiced. I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> we're back for another episode of The Spicy Life. Did you miss us? I know you did. We missed you. I'm Spicy Madi, your host, and with me is the beautiful co-host, Dr. Allie. Hey. I know we took a little breaky break because of the holidays, but we have some uh, tantalizing topics to discuss because we are all about relationship resolutions this 2018. So we're going to try to fix your life really quick. Let's do it. But I wanted to mention and just top it off because I always talk about the spicy dish. And so starting with Nicki Minaj and Nas, they broke up. I just want to say I predicted this. I felt like that relationship was just for the cameras. Yeah. Uh, and that anytime it's an entertainment couple, although I felt like it made sense because she's at the top and he's a legend, mm -hmm. uh, that it was going to happen anyways. But I feel like it's a reflection of uh, her letting go in 2017 and mm -hmm. starting a new relationship in 2018. And so that's what the first spicy tip is. I, 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 I'm like way more jaded and I'm just kind of like you like like men can't go backwards like once you've had someone that was super fly it's hard to go back and I feel oh. like he's been with Khalees and she's my favorite of all time Wait. like I love Khalees was kind of bombing her time, I mean though. she's bomb and I feel like it's hard to go back and I just feel like you know maybe it wasn't so much like on his side that he messed up but I feel like once you've been with somebody as real as beautiful as amazing as dedicated to like to motherhood as Khalees I don't know if you can be with someone that seems a little bit more like hollow, shallow, shallow, hollow, empty. I'm not sure. I don't know. Hey, I don't know Nikki. No, I, I don't so know I love Nikki Minaj's music and I mm -hmm. do like her as a artist. I think mm -hmm. she's extremely talented, but I did make this associate like this um, assessment the other day when I was talking to my husband, I can say husband now. She's married. Just got married over the holiday break. But uh, I was comparing Nicki Minaj to Cardi B and mm -hmm. I was saying that Cardi B like what draws us to her like yeah her music is good but she's also really ratchet and she owns it where i feel like uh and she's more vulnerable with her ratchetity and her thoughts mm -hmm. and opinions I like where that. i feel like nikki's is contrived with the cameras mm -hmm. and she's an actress she doesn't reveal yeah she's, she's definitely an actress. An actress she's very trained she's classically trained i mean yes, she's, she is so so it's it's hard to really understand like who she actually is yeah as a person. i feel like she hasn't given us that and i feel like that's why we gravitate like there's this you know beef or whatever allegedly between uh, her and Cardi. And so I just kind of feel like, yeah, because, you know, it's another woman coming for the throne. Um, but they haven't confirmed the beef. We yeah, just yeah. caught in the energy on yeah. behind the scene clips. But uh, as far as Nikki's concerned, though, mm -hmm. uh, I do think that she's at the top of the, her, you know, game. And that was a good little setup. Like, who mm -hmm. else would Nikki date in the industry? But I didn't know that you loved Khalees like that. Because Khalees love. is like throwback when it comes to an artist. Literally, still listen to her European album. I die for Khalees. Have you? I saw somebody just put me onto her Instagram mm -hmm. because apparently she's a chef now. Yeah, she has like a book. That's so like crazy. Doing, yeah, I think that's so cool though. I'm like, oh, I love that little trans transition. Yeah, and she's just real. So I just think you know it's kind of hard. And I, I can't I can't see how. Um, I, I feel like it would be too heavy for him to be in a relationship that's so public, you know. And there was a very public divorce between him and Khalees. So, oh. Just, I got you. Okay, so you think it's more of him like pulling back? Yeah, that's hmm. what, in my heart of hearts. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in the relationship. That's a good theory. Yeah, in my heart of hearts, I feel like maybe he was pulling back a little because it was just a little bit more than he had signed up for. I think that's a really great thing. He probably doesn't want to deal with the drama because yeah. then people are going to be coming for him. Beyonce and Jay Z, like what? Is <laughs> I feel it. so. Okay, so then we're gonna flip it first. Yeah. Spicy tip then is because he let her go then. So letting people go in 2017. So the first like spicy tip of the relationship resolutions is to uh, let your cut buddy go. Like your mm. friends with benefit situations. And 
as hard as it may seem, as much as you may really uh, enjoy it and think that you can handle it, in 2017, if you had a friends with benefit relationship and you want a real relationship, my spicy tip and advice is that you have to say goodbye, okay. uh, especially if you catch feelings emotionally. Because, mm. you know, sometimes you'll like, you think you could do it, you get caught up and then you get emotionally connected and then you want the title and all the real benefits of a relationship and they still aren't signing up for so that. You, I think cut buddies are a trap. I think it's a trap. Because I feel like, I think a lot of times women try to say like, oh, I'm not going to get emotionally invested. He wants to be cut buddies. He just wants us to have sex and have a good time. It's not a big deal. And I think that in our heart, and deep down, a lot of women are secretly like, I'm going to convert him to loving me. I'm going to make him That's fall in love thinks. by being super chill, by being super cool. I'm that down chick. And what really happens is he ends up getting to fuck you all the time and not having to propose to you and still getting what he wants all and not benefits. having to be committed. And it doesn't, he's not really motivated. And I also feel like men know if they want to be with you from the minute they meet you. But mm -hmm. in defense, what about the women who know that they don't want a future with this person and they just want good dick? I think that's different. If you're really like, if, if you're really like, I just want dick, then I think that's a little different and you might not be fooling yourself. But I do think that the vast majority of a lot of women, like girls that I've talked to, girls that I've seen and done like therapy with and stuff like that, like a lot of them are kind of have this like, well, I'm sure he'll fall in love with me eventually, right? Right. That's no. true. And I'm guilty of the whole, like, oh, no, I can just have this person as a cut buddy. We all are. And <laughs> <laughs> we all and, are. And, like, don't get me wrong. I didn't want the person. Like, this person I could not see a future with. But when somebody, like, dicks you down so good, you do start to feel, like, more connected. Like, you do start to feel like, okay, I want to spend more time with this person. Like, I, you could be more in my space and company. And you do want to know, like, well, what are you doing? Where are you going? When you agreed to, yep. like, draw the line there. Mm -hmm. So you do. So, okay. So that's what I want the Dr. Ali spin on is what is this, like, attachment to the sex? Like, why do we think we can handle the sex? Well, I think a lot of it is that oxytocin. You know, it's like you don't mean to be attached. But when you have sex, you release oxytocin. And women tend to release not necessarily more oxytocin, but we release. But estrogen actually, like, strengthens the power of oxytocin. Uh, can we lift cars? <laughs> Why we live cars that's why we live cars that are on top of our delicious little babies right <laughs> because we have this estrogen flowing through our bodies that powers this uh, that makes the oxytocin more powerful so what oxytocin does is it's called the love hormone basically it just makes us and helps us to bond it's a social bonding hormone because without others humans cannot survive we are not strong enough to survive in the wild we don't have strong enough claws or anything like that and so we need other people in order to help us build and farm and hunt and all that kind of stuff so we need oxytocin to bond us and we, and one of the places that we release oxytocin is during sex men release it too but testosterone doesn't necessarily amplify it so it sounds like it is it dangerous then when we decide like we, we're gonna hop in bed with someone and that we can handle it I think it's something you need to think about. I really, I do. I mean, and, and coming from experience, you know, I'm not sitting here like I wasn't some virgin when I got married. Like, <laughs> that, right? like that's not, <laughs> not at all. But <laughs> no. well, I think, I think that, you know, just speaking from experience that, that we definitely think we can handle it sometimes. And there's some circumstances. I've had a few cut buddies that were legitimately just cut buddies and we cut it off in a really like mutually beneficial way. And it was just like, okay, bye. Like have a nice life. But there's other ones where it started off that way and then it kind of evolved and developed into something else. And I think that we need to be cognizant of the fact that like these hormones do course through us. And sometimes we we might not be as in control of our responses that we think. But so you brought up the point of like you had 
some ones that you were able to let go and then mm -hmm. other ones you not. I think that's the problem with mm -hmm. why in 2017 I'm saying release the friends with benefit is because you can't control the situation and you develop a pattern of just having cut buddies and becoming comfortable, mm -hmm. like not getting a serious relationship because you're getting the sexual needs met and you're not getting the like nurturing and, yeah. you know, care that you need. So then you move on to the next person yeah. hoping for the next, you know, you'll find that in them. And then it just develops the whole friends with benefits all over again. Yeah. If you don't lay down the terms of what you need by first deciding with yourself, like in 2018, do I really want a relationship? Yeah. And majority of you I know do because all you guys hit me up asking for me to match you. <laughs> See, and that's what I think is the key too, is like, what do you want? If you want a relationship, cut buddy is not the way to get that. Right. You know, cause we've all done like the Franken boyfriend where you got the, the guy that has the good dick. Then you got the one that has a good yeah. bank account. Then you got the one that's really sweet and patient and listens yeah. to you. Then you got the one that makes you laugh. The one, the fun one. Yeah. yeah, and you stack them up. You know, you stick. You do. You build your tribe. <laughs> you build your tribe. You got your team. And 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 like I can remember back to those days when I had my you know my lineup, and it just those wasn't as fulfilling. Great. Those were such fun. Days. Those were those twenties. <laughs> <man, the 20s. laughs> if I could go back to my twenties with the mind that I have now. Oh, I would, yes, I killed it then, so I can only imagine if I knew what I know now. Oh, my God. It would have it would have been murderous, man. But, like, but I, I just think we need to be, like, aware of kind of, like, what our goals are and what we want from life and just go and get it because you, like, I, I you know, people always say, like, practice makes perfect, right? Correct. And I say practice makes permanent because nobody's perfect. Nobody does anything perfectly. But the more you do something, the better you get at doing that. And so if you're practicing having cut buddies and not being committed to people, right. you're going to be very good at having cut buddies and not being committed to people because mm -hmm. you're practicing that over and over and over again. But if you want to be in a relationship, you need to start practicing being in a relationship and being committed to one person and dealing with them when you hate them and when you would love to do nothing more than kick them out of your house and never speak to them again. <laughs> We're like figuring out, okay, I love this person. How do I make it work? How do I communicate? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and you have to practice having a healthy relationship. That's a, one of the first questions that I ask my clients is, when was the last time you had a healthy relationship? And majority of them are like, well, uh, I haven't really experienced a healthy relationship. Yeah. And I'm like, so you're going to go from 100% unhealthy to just jump right into being a wife or mm -hmm. jump right into being a husband? That's that's like a roll of the dice. Exactly. It's not realistic. So yeah, you, you have to practice like focusing mm -hmm. on self and you do that. And you, you start dating more seriously and getting being taken seriously when you get up the friends with benefits. And it also delays the time that you meet the person that could potentially like have been in your area or in your circle or connected the entire time. Like everybody always says like, oh no, it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. But I do think that sometimes we, you know, like jack our shit up. Absolutely. Because I kind of, I like, I, I appreciate that phase. Like I'm definitely a person that's like, oh, the universe. But really it is a lot of nonsense because it's like, <laughs> Well, of course, everything happens the way it's supposed to happen because it happened. But that doesn't mean that something else could have couldn't have happened. Right. You might have walked past the something man you're supposed to be with. Better could have happened ten times. You never know. You know, if that was the case, people wouldn't be marrying the wrong person. Like somebody might have messed up because you were playing around and went and married somebody else because you missed them at the grocery store. You, you missed go. them at the party that you were supposed to go to. So you're you know you're wasting time and you're distracted on that friends with benefit or the situation ship that you call yourself in because you're taking them from 2017 into 2018. Let, let it go. go. Let them go. Just let it go. Bye. Okay. Other spicy tip. Experimenting sexually. Mm. So this 2018, you need to discover your body. Sex learn in your needs. Learn your wants. You need to sexually explore. Uh, some people aren't comfortable with toys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Buy a toy. 
Uh, I'm a huge advocate by, two toys, by, by multiple. Toys. And learn what you like and what pleases you. I, I'm so surprised when people tell me they've never had an orgasm before or they're in a relationship with someone who doesn't necessarily satisfy them. Why aren't you having that discussion with them? Like, why aren't you teaching them? Well, you don't even know what you want. Learn your body. Mm-hmm. Discover. And uh, if you need to start slow baby steps, sleep naked and then take it step by step. I like that. <laughs> That's a good first step. Just uh, getting comfortable with nudity in your own space. Because I think that can be something like, you know, we live in a culture that where sex isn't really a very accepted thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we're still kind of like uncomfortable. Like we're still, people are still fighting against the pill for God's sake. You know, it's like, it's like people are still fighting to have the right to marry people that they genuinely love, you mm-hmm. know? So we're in a cult. So we can't ignore the fact that we do live in a culture that kind of like, like demonizes free sex. And so I think that's something that we really have to, you know, be concerned about. So I like the fact that a lot of people that you're telling people like, just sleep naked, just start slow, start slow, start baby slow. steps, baby steps. Cause mm-hmm. I really feel like, uh, for some reason, especially men too. Why is it perverted when a man touches himself? But when a woman touches herself, it's like freaky, freak Nick, you know, all yeah. of, like, oh my God, that's so, you know, beautiful. It's such a turn on. But when a man does it, it's uh, considered a grimy. He's double standard. Yeah. Right? What is that? I can't deal. Because one double standard that I hate the most is the fact that just about like most of the heterosexual guys that I know are very against butt stuff. What is that? <laughs> They're very against okay. butt stuff. We had this conversation. <laughs> the butt is a very sensitive place, and it feels amazing to have that played with. <laughs> oh my God. But the our culture is like, if you get your butt played with as a man, automatically that makes you gay. And they and they're so worried about being gay. But I'm like, you understand that your prostate, a prostate orgasm, is like the best orgasm a man can. But they wouldn't if they don't try it. We don't necessarily want you to uh, step outside of your comfort zone with another gender. We're just saying, like, let your partner that you're with explore your body like a playground and you return the favor. They won't do it. <laughs> they won't do it. So that's just, you know, I mean, I'm just going to say that's one of my, like, but that in is another gender bias. Yes. It is. Open up in 2018. I recommend for every man listening, do some butt stuff. No. <laughs> Producer said no. The peanut gallery back there, uh, <laughs> aka my mm. honey buns. Uh, but you see, and that's don't touch mine. I won't touch yours. Omg! See, and my husband's <laughs> probably screaming the same thing from home. He's probably hearing that I'm saying this in his soul. He's like, no, no. We <laughs> always complain that we don't get uh, enough tossing in the relationship. That's like our biggest complaint. <laughs> Especially when you had it, it's like, dang, so I just only have the memory of getting my shit tossed. That's it. The memory. <laughs> That's uh, And then when I was in my 20s, I didn't appreciate it enough. I was too young. I was too young to appreciate it. I should have had a lot more sex before I got married. That is the one thing <laughs> that I really myself. I'm like, you know, like, because there's all of this, because you know, I grew up in the church. I think, you know, most of us in this culture, in this country, especially, you know, minority status, like we grew up in the church. And definitely, I mean, I was shamed for being like this wild hoe. And I'm looking back like I wasn't even doing anything. I got, I had, so it made you more like, uh, like just more like introverted when it came to like the exploration process. Oh my God. The first time when I, when I lost my virginity, we cried and we prayed right afterward, literally on our knees, prayed. Oh, see, I called my mom too. And she was like, how was it? (laughs) Oh my God. My mom was all about like, make sure you have orgasm. But I lost it at 21. And so my window of like, I guess, how long I've had sex in comparison to mm-hmm. other people is not as long. A lot of people yeah. lost it in high school. And mm-hmm. so for me, the reason why I would say, like, don't get me wrong. I have amazing sex with my husband. But what I was, what I'm saying is like, 
there are certain things that you have to respect your partner's wishes, just like there's yeah. certain things that your partner wants you to try. Yeah. But sometimes you're not comfortable with something you're not comfortable. So had I known now, I'm just saying I would have got my ass a whole lot more eaten. Because <laughs> <And> so- <laughs> you know, because yeah, because you don't want to force your partner to do something yeah. that is outside of their comfort zone. Like for me, I have. I have acknowledged that the, that whole my butt area yeah. is done. It's all, like, it's all out. No, what if, what if it was again. a turn on for him to like, uh, you have to eat my farts before sex? I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not eating your farts. No, okay, no, I tap out, I tap out. So you have to like, there exactly. has to be some type exactly. of, even though I'm all for like from, you know, your head to your toe, if they're 100% like adamant about yeah, not, you then you have to respect it. So yeah, reminiscing on That's the good it. old day. No, That's I'm <laughs> With the guys keep that you spicy. shouldn't have been keep, with. You keep it spicy. With the guys that shouldn't have been with. No business. No business. With. No business. Okay. Next, number three, for your spicy tip of relationship resolution, what you need to do is go on blind dates. A lot of people are scared of the unknown. They think that they know what's best for them, but yet they continuously get into bad relationships and make bad choices and don't take the recommendations of like friends, family, or uh, even professionals. They don't seek help until like they're really desperate and they're in need and you know, they've hit 45 and they're alone. I'm talking men and women. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you, you know, take the time to explore and discover based on people's recommendations, because you have your friends for a reason. Like you have people in your circle for a reason. You're living in the place that you are for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like somebody knows someone that's right for you. So if you're more open-minded and you go on blind dates and just ask each friend, like, hey, do you know someone you can set me up Mm -hmm. with? Don't be shy about that. Because if you lost your job, guarantee you would be calling them like, so can you refer me at your company? Mm Mm-hmm. Dating is just like a job Exactly. Exactly. Why are people afraid though? You know, I don't know. And I was about to, I was about to ask you this question. Like, because I think this might be one of the reasons, but do you think that people have, like, their standards are too high sometimes? That's a, So that's a huge portion of it. People feel as if they have an idea of what they want, but people go after what they want and not what they need. And I don't think mm. people assess, this is what I need in order to be happy, not this is what I want. Because we can't get every single thing that we want. I know a lot of uh, relationship experts will say, no, you deserve everything that you want. You're a queen. And you are a queen and you are a king. Mm-hmm. But... There has to be some type of negotiables. Mm-hmm. And so if you think in advance that, you know, this person isn't going to meet my criteria because you saw a picture or you, you know, found out what they do or you, um, you know, have preconceived notions about the experience prior to even going in it, you're going to shut yourself off. Exactly. And I do think that people set themselves up to not date their equals. Mm-hmm. I think they want someone that's higher than what they actually deserve. That's what, I know oh, a lot of fives that are asking for tens and, and they no, got a real. lot of stuff that on their own that they need to work out. It's real. Like we sit here and we act like we want this person to be perfect and they have to be this and they can't be that. They can't be too short. They can't be too, you know, poor. Blah, blah. But then it's like, but how tall are you? What kind of job do you have? Like, what is your character like? Like, are you an easy person to get along with? And a lot of the answers are no, you know, and it's like, so you're this mean person to get along with. That's like a basic one. So you're like this mean grouchy person and you've got all these issues in yourself, but you want this man or this woman to to be like perfect. And they're not a reflection of you. Right. You know, and it's, it's just like, well, why would they put up with you? What are they getting out of this? But like going into that, that's why the like, therapy and relationship Mm -hmm. coaching is so important because you're literally when I set you up on a blind date I stopped just 
like matching people just because like, oh, I think you, I literally started making sure that I coach because mm. what I'm going to do is feed you to the wolves. If you go in with that stanky ass attitude that the last person, you know, was upset about that messed up your relationship or the same kind of behaviors that are annoying as hell or inconsiderate, like you got to do I, some, some self work first yeah. before I set you up because there's so much like baggage that we don't even know that we have. And that's why I offer your therapy sessions to my clients mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, let's work this out first before I set you up because you're only going to destroy this relationship like you did the last one. There you go. Nine times out of 10, that's actually not the right, um, it's like 60%. Mm -hmm. But like majority of the time, uh, divorcees are going to remarry. Like mm -hmm. literally they're going to remarry. Men do it more often than women, uh, clearly. But it's unfortunate because you're not doing the work. Like you're not doing the work to fix what you brought in your previous marriage to the next one. And so if you don't do the work, you're only going to have multiple exes. Exactly. And that's why I think it's, we, we, we ignore the things that are difficult. We want to think that the world is the problem. We want to think that every person we've dated was just a jerk and an a-hole and they didn't deserve us. Right. But it's like, you have to, you have to understand that no matter what, you have some responsibility because you chose them. They didn't put a gun to your head and force you to stay with them for five years. It's like you chose to be in a relationship. You chose to date them. You chose to marry them or whatever. And you need to acknowledge at least that there's something about you that maybe accepts too many people in your life. Like, do you have yes. some self-esteem issues? Like, what's going on with you that makes it okay for you to be with people that clearly aren't a good match for you? you know? Are you a fixer-upper? Right. I have an amazing friend. Amazing. Gorgeous. Strong. And I literally have tried to set her up before with an amazing guy. And... She admits that he doesn't need her enough, that she there's nothing to fix. Like she can't, she's not attracted to him because he doesn't need anything from her. He can, he can provide and take care of her, mm -hmm. but he's not jacked up and broken enough. Mm. So there's nothing for her to mend. And she comes from, you know, a broken household. Mm -hmm. But because of her like issues of always needing to, you know, find love and validation, you know, in from person to person or yeah. whatever. She always, there always has to be something wrong with them. They always have to have some kind of problem that she can come in and try to fix. So something like that, there's internal work yeah. that needs to be done before she really gets set up. Exactly. The girl who dates all the broken toys. Yes. You know, and it's like, sometimes I think that people who come from more like families that were more disjointed and more, a little bit more chaotic, they tend to want to fix people to fix those relationships, right? And mm. they become healers. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people who yes, are healers, healers. are very good at healing people because they've had to heal people in the past. They've had to take care of their parents because maybe their parents had some like substance abuse or violence or something like that. And so those people are very in tune with like the needs of other people. Right. And so they can put themselves in a situation where maybe they should be healing somebody as opposed to loving them. And they, they mistake the Ooh, necessity yes. for healing for the necessity for love. Yeah. And they love people that they should instead be taking care of. And not because when you love someone, you're also needing to be taken care of by that person. It's reciprocated. It's reciprocated. And if they can't reciprocate because they're too needing, you're just going to end up pouring into them nonstop and being totally depleted by the end and then wondering why you're so exhausted and upset and frustrated and can't get anything done and you feel empty. And it's because like you're supposed to be healing that person in a small window of time, not like 24 hours. And you're like unhealing. Is that a word? But <laughs> yeah, you're almost like you're unhealing their you're pain. destroying yourself yeah. in the process. Exactly. And so it's like you're well-meaning and I don't think it's like a like a bad thing, but it's like you need to just learn like this maybe isn't someone I should like be with. Right. You know, I need someone that's a little bit more together so that I can go and heal this person on my own private time and then have a partner that actually can reciprocate the love that I want to give. Absolutely. Like a hundred percent. So you guys, <laughs> the
the original the original spicy tip was go on blind dates but make sure that you do some self-work first (laughs) but be open to it uh another point was that i also want you to be open to blind dates too Mm -hmm. because uh you like your circle you like your friends and everything well like They've got to like somebody similar to you because they chose you. So there may be somebody that you have common interests with or that you're compatible with within that circle. So I just want you to be extremely open-minded about it. I literally have a couple that I just got the wedding invitation. Their website looks amazing. That they were just open to it. They fought me a little bit at first, but they're getting married in April in San Diego. Um, And I'm so happy for them. I know. Shout out to Alex and Stephanie. You've done it. But yes, it's just like, uh, I love it. Because all you have to do is just take that chance. And if you continue like thinking too highly of yourself or living in fear, uh, you may potentially once again, miss out on that person in 2018. So we're changing behavioral patterns. Okay. We were closed minded in 2017. We're being open-minded to discovering new people in 2018. Love it. Last spicy tip. Okay. Well, it's not the last one, but the second to last one, declutter, uh, all of your social media apps, all of your online dating websites, I think it's almost addictive now mm-hmm. <laughs> to go in and check in, especially like our Instagram and stuff like that and Facebook yeah. or whatever. We're constantly checking in, but we're looking for, you know, who's hit me. I want that mm-hmm. like, I want that validation. Well, we were doing the same thing when it comes to uh, using the Tinder app or the Bumble app. Like we're going in there and looking to see like if you were set with anyone or if anyone, you know, matches anyone. But to your point previously of are people's standards too high? Yes, there are some people that I'm like, wait, why did you swipe on that person? Or like, why did you not swipe on that person? Because they, I've seen what you've dated. Trust me, they are not worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like when you're looking at a picture of someone and that's all they are, you end up only judging them based on their appearance. But when it's like a real person in real life, sometimes their personality can make them seem a little bit more attractive. Yes. The way they dress, or like their swag. And, and you're right. It's like, it kind of gives you this like, eh, he's not high enough. She's not pretty enough. And it's superficial as hell. And don't get me wrong. There has to be some type of attraction, but you can see that person like you can, you can see them for themselves and you'll be more attracted to them when you go out with them, of course, or you get to know them more. But what happens is we have match.com. We have OkCupid. We have eHarmony. We have Tinder. We have Bumble. We have Coffee Meets Bagel. Like when you, Plenty of Fish, when you, Christians meet, uh, (laughs) Jewish meet, like we have, there's there's so many, so many different options out there of how you can find someone that it's almost like well god darn it you don't have an excuse but you do because you are using so many tools and so many platforms that just like in relationships Mm -hmm. you're giving your attention to so many different things that you can't just focus on one so you have to declutter all of these all you need to do is just redo your profile page whichever one you like the most whichever one Mm -hmm. uh you feel the most at peace and comfortable with Focus on redoing your profile in 2018. And uh, I have a great uh, company that I work with called Next Connection that's a part of the Spicy Life Package. But they will literally like help me go in there. And based on everything that I've learned about you, we will like change your photos out. We will redo your bio, everything, so that you can show your true colors and mm-hmm. self when you're like swiping on this person or you're, you know, this person's seeing you for the first time. Like, why not put your best foot exactly. forward? And so... But you got to focus on if you have five different, it's like Baskin Robbins, 21 flavors. Like how, yeah. How could you change your profile on like 17 different apps and yes. then keep up with those apps to make sure that you're on time when someone reaches out to you. Right. And yeah. It would be, I could see that being really overwhelming. It is. It's like having five jobs at once. Yeah. So, you know, declutter your, uh, 
dating apps and websites and really just focus on like that one like go to that you're just gonna you know use this one and you know when you're done with that one and you close that one it's okay like move on to the next just like with with a relationship but you're not gonna have all five relationships open at the same time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's <laughs> i'm just using the relationships yeah. as a metaphor to the dating sites but it does make a huge difference and so you know i'm pro online dating though i am pro it i feel like if you don't step into Uh, And everybody's like, a a lot of people are like, oh, no, I want to meet them naturally. Like, I just want them to just bump into me or run into them. And I'm just like, but you're, and I always compare it to job. Your job just didn't bump into you or you didn't just run into Mm -hmm. it. Like you prepared your whole life. So, and you used your connections and networks to find that person. So use technology, use all the resources possible because we throw so much into our work that we don't make time to actually like really invest in our personal life as much as we do like our careers and Mm-hmm. all the other nonsense you go to school for years in order to get the career that you want Absolutely. you write cover letters after cover letter you work on your resume on your curriculum vita like you have all these things that you work on so hard in order to get the perfect job but you don't do anything to get a man like you just want to like walk you into just, a grocery yes! store in your curlers and he's there <laughs> and it's like oh this is it this is the answer you're the one i've been waiting yeah. for and that can happen but i also feel like we live in a society where people work a lot but the problem is also we're fed that mumbo jumbo. Mm. Like every Disney movie, every romantic comedy, nobody works for the relationship ever in a romantic comedy. It's And I love romantic comedies, by the way. Shout out to my favorite movie, Hitch. But <laughs> it's just like you, you stumble upon this person in the romantic comedies or, you know, in the, um, you know, princess, you know, movies for Disney. And it's just like, that's not realistic. And that's not really how you find yeah, that person. Yeah. Everybody hits me up on social, like, how do I find them? Where should I go? What should I do? Well, you have to start doing outside of the routine that you're always doing. Because you, you haven't punched into them yet, walking from your bathroom to your bedroom. So <laughs> right. I think that maybe you need to try something different. I like that. Accept every single invitation that you get. I'm not saying you have to accept them from every single person mm-hmm. online. For instance, if you were single uh, on New Year's, okay, you had the option to like go with your honey buns to your family event. But if you're single and you are in hopes of a relationship, Mm -hmm. you you should take that New Year's Eve offer to come party. You know, you should take that offer to come to the baseball game, even if you're not into baseball. You don't like baseball, but guess what? Your husband in the future might. And he may be in the hot dog stand, you know, waiting, you know, for you to drink, spill your drink on issue or something. You don't know, you know, what's out there. And if you only stay in the circle that you're in, you know, work, home maybe 24-hour fitness if you work out, and then sleep. And that's what ends up happening because I think we're getting our socialization needs met through social media. So we're, like, catching up with people by stalking them on Instagram (laughs) or looking at their snaps or Facebook or whatever. And so we're not as motivated to go out as we used to be, like, maybe 10, 20 years ago when I was but a wee child. Um, (laughs) and, And so we're not as motivated to go out, and so we don't get to meet as many new people. Yep. And so I think that we've kind of like, it's like we know a lot of people through social media, but we don't know a lot of people intimately in the same way that we used to. And so it's like, if you're living in a very social media based world and you need to be comfortable with doing more social media and like with more apps and website based dating. Yeah. And if you want to meet somebody in person, like you said, you need to get out there and you need to do something. Now, I'm not uh, against though, you sliding through someone's DM either. So, like, what I am against is you not doing anything. Like, you cannot (laughs) just not do anything. If there is somebody that in 2018 you have had your eye on on Instagram, and I'm not talking about just, like, 
uh, fitness models and, you know, booty models and stuff like that. Uh, and this is for the fellas too, because don't get me wrong. I have um, hunted somebody down on Instagram and gone out with them only to be disappointed when I was like, dang, I put in all that word of mouth work to get tracked to you for you to be shorter than I thought you were on mm. Instagram. <laughs> And your personality is not as fly yeah. as you make it seem on social, but Mean. I was so enticed with the social. And so, but look, I, but I, but what I didn't do was have an excuse. I went after what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And if that person was taken aback by it, or that person would have felt like, oh no, this person's too aggressive. I think, uh, I would be missing out on an opportunity. You never know. And it's really one-sided men slide through women's DMS all the time, but women, you guys aren't doing enough sliding. I'm serious. Like, Times have, changed. Slide, times have changed you can go after what you want still let him be a man that's the problem is we don't know how to go after what we want and still be a woman mm -hmm. i think that it's misinterpreted if you're you know overly aggressive as a woman then uh you know you're trying to be a man and that's not necessarily true you yeah. can be direct and assertive and express your interest for someone and still allow them to court you yeah it doesn't mean you're chasing them down and you need to you know fund their life i'm mm -hmm. just saying you know you never know unless you try. The worst that can happen is they say no, and you're in the same predicament you were yeah. before you reached out. Yeah, just say hi. Start a conversation. There you go. And and you should be doing that on the street as well. Every mm -hmm. single person you pass by, you need to be speaking to, especially if you're single and you want a relationship. Closed mouths don't get fed. Spicy too. <laughs> okay, and then uh, last one of 2018 that you need to be focusing on in 2018 and stop doing in 2017, leave this behind, is... Sending the nudes and dick pics. Out. Get them out. I have uh, some people that I try to match and, you know, they're talking, you know, I can't control every single thing that happens in my customer, in my clients, uh, you know, personal lives. But one thing that I do do is say, hey, you know, until you, this has been an official relationship and you're 100% comfortable with this person, please don't give them more than they've earned. Yeah. And... For some reason, guys feel <clears throat> extremely comfortable sending out the dick pics. I, I, I don't understand. More than women sending out the nudes. A lot of guys send out dick pics. And I'm surprised at where this confidence comes. And some of these dicks aren't even big. Some of these dicks are regular size. And I think women are lying to them and I telling them. Huh? Women are more comfortable. I'm just... I, women I am are? Man, I know a, a lot of dick pics coming through. Maybe not to, not to me, but I've seen a lot lately. I'm just going to say this is one of the phenomena that I think has passed me entirely by. I I do not, like, I never engaged in any of, this, <laughs> any of these shenanigans. People are talking about all the dick pics they got. I have literally, I can count on one hand the amount of dick pics that I have received. I got a dick pic the other day while I was at the restaurant. My airdrop was on. All of a sudden, a dick comes flying in my face while I'm eating my salad. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, the audacity of you to airdrop me your dick pic. But then again, you know, I'm a spicy Maddie. I asked for it probably by my name. But the point is, no, you they were just comfortable. Me too. Hashtag me too. No, no I, I might have been a little thirsty that day. You don't know. Oh, but that might have turned me on. And oh, <laughs> she, my God. She might have got some that night. You never know. No, I literally, I just totally, this whole thing passed me by. I think that I have, I just do not, I, I do not have the air of send me a dick pic. Like when people see me, I don't think they're like, hmm, dick pic. She's getting it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I think it entices people. I think they think like, oh, let me show her what she has. I want to see if she's down. I want to see if she's like with it. Because yeah. based on your response, that's how they know if you're with it. Yeah. And a chick, I think, is vanity for us. We just want to be told we're beautiful. I just feel like dicks are just not cute. 
there's nothing like beautiful to me about a penis. I think they are like the weirdest looking. I like, like the way dicks look. They I look so weird. They're to very me. aerodynamic. Have I you seen like the, them. Have you seen that penis fish? Have you ever seen this fish looks exactly like a penis and it is weird looking because like dicks, a swordfish. No, girl, it is called a penis fish. We're gonna have to put that just photo like up right here once again. No. <laughs> It is just like the it's craziest. A fish. <laughs> it is like the craziest thing in the world. Like, and I just do not. What is it called? Penis fish. Yeah. Like it is the most insane thing ever. Look at oh. it. it. Looks just like a dick. And I just don't think they're pretty. Oh, they're dead. <laughs> oh my god, that's a fish. No. Okay, you guys need to look this up. You need to Google <laughs> penis fish. Look at it. An uncircumcised penis. Like a penis. Oh my god, it's like dead on. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I didn't even know that existed. Dang, if a little penis came swimming by me. <laughs> I would be floored. Oh yeah. my gosh. And I guess when it comes to sending naked pictures too, I get nervous because I would I would be like, what if they use this against me? What if they what if I, I'm running for president one day? Even though I think we're at a point now where our future president will probably definitely have dick pics and nudity pics. Because we're just that's where we are in America now. And so I think it doesn't matter. But back in the day when I respected all of that, I was like, I don't what if I wanted to run for office one day? And some guy was like, Well, here's a naked picture hey, of Ali. Melania's a... Uh, in the White House. Naked. Naked. Naked pictures. So I, I guess we're just at a point where it just doesn't matter anymore. So. Yeah. Naked pictures for everybody. I have, I don't know, I'm warning you guys in advance <laughs> that there may be a photo of me that comes out. I was looking good, so I don't yeah. mind it too much. But I never send photos. Never send photos. I really wanted this person's attention. And they've, you know, they had asked yeah. me for a photo. And I never send photos, never send photos. But that day. But that particular day. I was uh, I was feeling them pulling away and that the relationship was mm. going to end. And I had my, you know, s suspicions. So in my own insecurity and in my own, like, you know, well, let me show him what he might be. And he got a nudie. That's very vulnerable of you. But I appreciate you. I'm nervous that <laughs> within a year or two, because my stuff's about to I think this is what doesn't... It's going to come out. <laughs> I feel like we're at a point where it almost doesn't matter. It's kind of like, what was that line? Like, um, oh, I can't remember. But basically... If everyone's famous, no one's famous. I think those were like the Incredibles. Oh. Right? If everyone's super, then nobody's super. So if everyone has nude pictures, who cares if anyone has nude pictures? The president's wife had nude pictures, so I guess we're at a point where it doesn't matter anymore. Right. I mean, they literally almost voted for a man that was considered a straight-up pedophile in Alabama. So I guess it just doesn't matter. We're so in a different... You're fine. We're in a crazy time. Yeah. No such thing as bad press. And time. I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. I just know that it was like a moment of uh not thinking and so i'm trying to warn you guys in advance <laughs> and i was actually in a relationship with that person yeah this one this this is more of just you guys who are sending it casually out uh that you know i'm not warning you because oh you may be you know running for office next year you know in five years or whatever and it comes to bite you in the ass i'm saying that it does something to you when you're able to so easily send those mm. because that lets the person know, one, you're not new to this. You're not ashamed at all. And majority of the time, you like the photo and you're sending it to more than one person, especially those dick pics. It's usually like a mass pick. They just didn't CC you on it. They sent it individually. What? But if you have a fly photo of yourself that you send to someone, it's because you're sending that photo because you approve it. You think that you look good in it or she wouldn't send it. Yeah. So chances are it's going to be recycled on the next person and the next person because that person doesn't have to get dressed next time when you're asking for a nude photo They'll, or put their makeup on and their hair done. They'll just be like, oh, let me go to uh, I got one. December 2017. Boop. So it's not, you're not even getting an original. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you weren't bloated that day. And you were 
like feeling yourself. Your abs are popping a little bit. You had, you know, mm -hmm, I can see that. But make them earn it. Make it, make them see you naked first in bed before you know they're just getting like all the yeah. goods. Because it does send a certain message in people's minds. And I get, I'm all about liberty and freedom, but we do it too much with too many people. Mm. Okay, okay. So I'm just, I'm that's leave the dick pics, the disrespectful. <laughs> Dick pics flying in my face. Leave those in 2017. And so I'm gonna do a special shout out to uh who's this person's name? Oh at Saucy Nat. Okay. Saucy mm. Nat has the best meme right now going around. And I had to bring it up. She gets like she gets uh. spicy award of the week. Because she, on Instagram, it's like going around now. She said, I'm pranking this guy as if I'm sending nudes, but I'm but in reality I'm literally typing attachment one image, attachment one image. So I'll probably post it like um on the video or on my website really or something funny. or on my social. But uh it looks because it says image and he's like tapping on it and it's not opening up. And you know you always be you always say like I sent you the image. Like did, did you, you get, get it? It didn't show up. So oh she did God. that to him five times. And he's like, I can't open it up. I can't open it up. And she's like, oh well you know, I, I, I guess it didn't go through. You got like, AT&T. Yeah. Like over there. <laughs> but it's so cute. I love it. I'm like, that's the greatest uh, plan. He's like, wait, something's wrong with my phone. Send it again or send it on Twitter. So at this point, she's like, oh, no, tap out. Like, I guess it won't go through. But I think that was the cutest. Spice, that was a spicy award good of the week. Like, yes, that's how you, yes, good send him for the loop. <laughs> okay, so we're wrapping up the show. It is time for the naked truth. Now, you already know, Dr. Ali, I have revealed, like, a lot of our innermost uh, yeah. desires, needs, and demons. But <laughs> uh, I'm putting Dr. Ali back in the hot seat. And I want to know, what is the naughtiest thing you did of 2017? Oh God, I was so boring in 2017. Oh my God, the naughtiest. I'm so boring. Like me and my husband had sex on the floor. Like I guess that's like my, I we're so boring. We just that works. Okay, yeah. Like sexually naughty, yeah. Yeah, sexually yeah. naughty. Yeah, we're we're pretty conservative couple right now. That works. Sex on the floor is good. Yeah, I feel like we've had sex on the floor. Too. Some floor sex. I mean, I, I've I've had I've had to start like. Uh, like hiding little sexy things around the house. So if oh, we decide to cute. do something in a particular room, we don't have to like go to like our bedroom to grab like lube or whatever fun things. Oh, so it's like just already there. Yeah, I just like put them, and he doesn't even know where they are. I just I'm like, oh, we're about to do this. Okay, this is stuff we have in this room. <laughs> I think I made Shay pull uh, a spicy tip out of this. Like I made him do my spicy tip jar or whatever, mm -hmm. and like pull it out and do whatever it was on my spicy tip jar like because uh, it like well you know it gives you like fun little things, and I always tell my clients to do it, so I have to make him go through everything yeah. that I do. But he I, he pulled it out, and it was you know something like you know fuck me as soon as you get home, take off your clothes. So <laughs> it was just like don't don't speak, just walk like through the that. door and like give it to me. So next question. What do you need to work on in your relationship? Your um, relationship goal of 2018. I think I want to be much more supportive. I think that I have a tendency, I see flaws. That's like one of my skill set, mm -hmm. like one of my really strong skills. And so I want to, but he's from a family that's much more, um, um, they're not as direct as my family. They're much more like sweet and nice and wonderful to each other like a family should be. Yes. I mean, I love so my parents, but my parents don't play any games. Like if something's wrong, they're like, mm. like my dad today was like, your skirt's too short. I don't like it. You need to wear something different. I don't like your skirt. <laughs> too short. Too short. I don't. So that's like how we communicate. And so I'm really having to learn how to communicate in a much more um, sensitive, conscientious and like respectful way to him way and more considerate. Him. And so I think that's a big thing for me is like learning how to like modulate my tone to make sure I'm sounding supportive and not like naggy or condemning. 
that's a good one. Hmm. Yeah, that's one for me. Okay, so mine would be I don't know, um, really condemn. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could be more, I could be a brat. Uh, that's for sure. But I think I need to do more listening. I need to do more time management, balancing, and also listening when it comes to the things that he's saying because he sometimes will say one thing and it goes in one ear and out the other. And I turn off when I start getting lectured at or something just bores me. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I always, one thing I always tell him is just like, you don't have to really care, just pretend to care. Cause I just need that need met. I need to pretend to care more with him. Yeah, <laughs> I like that, the acting skills. Yes, I need to get my acting chops on because you need to feed the male ego, man. We're going to do a whole episode next week on the male ego. And that's really important. That's one thing. Like, I'm not telling you to be fake. I'm telling you to give a person what they need. And men especially need their egos fed. And you can still be a strong woman, still be assertive, and still stroke, stroke, stroke that ego. Yes. Okay. There you guys have it. You have just been spiced. For more spicy tips, you guys can always go to thespicylife.com and you can always play with my Twitter or stroke my Instagram at SpicyMadi. And Dr. Ellie, where can they find you? I don't have a fun, cool little way of saying it. Basically, <laughs> Allison Hicks everywhere. And that is A-L-L-Y-C-I-N Hicks. So that's AllisonHicks.com, Allison Hicks on Twitter and on IG. And make sure that you guys uh, click and subscribe, do all of that good stuff too. Don't forget. The Spicy Life.